Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 204 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is an X-Men episode. But before we get into that, let me tell you all about our podcast here. We're the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us, we'll follow you back. You can go to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com, where we review almost every book each and every week. I personally reviewed Empire and Deadpool this week. You can also go to our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics, where we do a video reviews of both DC and Marvel books. I ended up doing a, a Legends of the Dark Knight review earlier today, and somebody ended up telling me that they did not like the sound effects that I throw in, that I sounded like a shock jock. I said, no, it's more like a morning zoo. And then they said, well, you have a lovely voice, so why are you ruining it with sound effects? So, oh, my goodness. Then I started blushing. I started getting oh, nervous and jerky and thought, okay, well, maybe I won't use as many sound effects if I have such a lovely voice. See? You like that? Uh, so now I've, I've lost all of my focus. This is what happens here. We also have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can go and support us and get a bunch of shows, including, if you are paying attention, episodes 202 and 203, one of those, which is an X-Men episode. Also on the Patreon this week, we ended up having our Patreon spotlight. We do a Marvel spotlight each and every Wednesday with two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, Beep Boop. And this week they pick Star Wars number five and Lords of Empire Celestial Messiah number one. So if you want to listen to those, you have to go over to the Patreon. And yeah, every time we have five Wednesdays in a month, those shows will be patreon only for that week it's something we've done for a long time with the dc side of things so we're doing it with the marvel side as well but we're back and we're doing all this stuff and so this is the first episode that we've done on the regular feed in about a week and a half and with that a couple things happened while we were gone one of which was a giant tropical storm hit the east coast i am from the east coast east coast forever that's what I say. Hashtag East Coast life. It ended up flooding our basement and destroying all of my equipment that I record with. So I ended up having to get new stuff, all of that stuff. And just as an aside, a little wink, wink, a bunch of people asked, hey, why don't you do one of those Kickstarters? I'm like, is that something like you, you kick in the field goals or something? I don't know what that is. Kickstarter, is that how you, you start your lawnmower with the Kickstarter? I think so. Uh, I said, that's kind of not my deal. But if you want to help... One thing that I would like to say is you can go over to the Patreon and join up there, patreon.com slash weird science and check out all the shows. And at least then it's not me just begging for money. It's actually me being able to earn that back through multiple shows. So that'd be something that would be nice. I ended up buying my new equipment tonight trying to check this out i ended up losing my computer my mic and one of the monitors and i have this new monitor and it it's a better resolution i had because the the other monitor i had my main monitor actually was a television i like the big screen right 
But the resolution was really crappy And I actually thought that my eyesight was getting worse than it already was Now I realize it was just that TV Plus it was an old TV So it was probably going anyway So I'm actually having a problem now Of being able to read Because it's too easy to read It's like a weird problem I don't even know if it makes sense But it does to me It's it's real to me, I say But I'm going to move on now After all of that talk To the first book that we're going to talk about tonight uh, And it is a tie-in book It's Empire X-Men number 2 And I'll tell you right now I think that this X-Men book Is my favorite tie-in to the Empire story And it's not exactly, you know, they're not the greatest things. And this whole Empire thing is is not really grabbing me. But I've come to the realization with this Empire number four that came out this week and then reading this. eh, You kind of get what you get and you don't get upset. I'm just I'm now used to what we're getting. And I think that's making me a little more positive. I don't think it's a huge event like they tried to make it but if i think of it as just a crossover type deal yeah it's 30 some issues so there's a lot there but if i don't go into it thinking that it has to blow my mind all the time and be this huge thing i can actually enjoy it and i think that this issue of empire x-men and even the first one i think that you're getting a good bit of action comedy and and more action I wanted to say something else, but there really is more just action and comedy in this. Uh, You end up having everybody's favorite Golden Girls, horticulture, all these things going on. So I have enjoyed it, and I do enjoy this issue. It's written by Jerry Dugan, Ben Percy, and Leah Williams. You got a trifecta there. You need three people to write an issue nowadays, I hear. Art by Lucas Wernick. He's doing it all, you know. He's doing it himself. You don't have you don't have three uh, pencilers and anchors here. You just have Lucas Wernick. He's like, listen, I'll take care of it all, but I'm not going to do the colors of letters because that's beyond my pay grade. Is what he said because then he got Nolan Woodard on colors and letters by VCs Clayton Kells. And still, Lu- Lucas Wernick, he doesn't have a VC before his name, so he can't do the letters. That's not allowed. You're not allowed to cross that line. And it's called Empire X-Men. It's not a very interesting or original title there. Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, sought to undo a mistake from her past. Now, if she would have seen Pet Cemetery before this, maybe she wouldn't have done what she did. Because sometimes dead is better, Wanda. Reviving millions of dead mutants in Genosha. What came back from the dead, though, were millions of mutant zombies. That, that's the problem. I also saw, like, also... You ended up having this happen in Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Her mom came back. It wasn't good. Never ends up good. When you try to bring people back from the dead after they've been dead a while, it doesn't usually work out. You ever see my boyfriend's back? Oh, my goodness. So when the plant-like alien Kotati touched down in Genosha, the factions went to war with a small contingent of X-Men in the middle it's X-Men in the middle, the middle. You end up, though, with multiple men here. Are you ever a small contingent with Jamie Madrox? Yeah, you are when there's millions of zombies. So there, take that person who was talking. And to make matters worse, the unscrupulous elderly botanist known as horticulture just arrived. And the big thing about Opal, Edith, Augusta, and Lily is them sassy broads turned off the crack Cohen gateway. So now you can't get the backup. 
the X-Men can't, you know, they're not going to get there in time because that gateway. Plus, I think they're all lazy now because of these gateways. Nobody wants to get in the, the Quinjet and the, the, you know, things going on. You can't have that. You got to go through these things, the, the portals, the gateways. Yeah, you also get Explodey Boy in this issue, who I like. And we go into the issue with this whole deal where you have Magic, who's, you know, the leader. You also have Penance. You have Angel, Jamie Madrox. They're there. They're cut off from Krakoa because of horticulture. Horticulture ends up being very, very interested in getting the Kotati samples. They're going to sample the blood. They're going to grab fingers, maybe a toe. They're doing a lot of things as they go through this. But while all that's going on, you still do have Kotati fighting mutant zombies. So there's a lot of trouble here. Well, you end up having our mutant team wanting to convince, and I have that in air quotes, horticulture to open up that gateway. But they end up spraying pheromones on Angel and then eventually on Jamie Madrox. That ends up making the two men see the horticulture as a very young and sexy ladies and they are smitten and they will do whatever it takes to make sure that they are obeyed first off but also safe while you end up having penance and magic pretty pissed off about that now how this whole thing ends up working out magic ends up kicking the most butt of anybody in this And that also convinces horticulture going out of this. Yeah, maybe we should get that pheromone spray and make it work on ladies, too. So you end up having that. But while this issue goes on, it pretty much is sassy Golden Girls versus magic in a trash talking sword wielding issue to try to get that gateway open. Well, while you have that happening, I already mentioned the Kotati and the mutant zombies are fighting and with the horticulture and magic and angel everybody involved the kotati kind of freak out they they are getting taken down they are getting samples taken from them they are having problems so one of the kotati ends up going off to their ship quote-unquote ship and they're gonna self-destruct they're gonna end up hitting a self-destruct sequence which is a little different than what a normal thing would be. We'd think it would blow up, things like that. No, this ends up making a a giant seed-type cocoon deal. They end up where horticulture still, if they just want to get a sample of it, they think it's the greatest thing. But unfortunately, Penance and Jamie Madrox, they get caught in, and you end up having some of the Golden Girls caught inside it as well, while Magic tries to just use her sword to get into it. This is not working. Everything is going wrong. Like I said, Krakoa and Black Tom is cut off from this. They can't get the Genosha, but Black Tom ends up using the fact that Angel, he's not great with the hygiene. This is why I like Angel. He reminds me of myself, right? He ends up having some pollen. From Krakoa still on his feet and on his shoulder. He didn't brush it off anytime. And so you end up being able to have Black Tom make a little trash talking, cute little avatar that can pop up and see what's what, help out, try to figure out the deal with this giant seed, with this giant deal, this shell. 
that the Kotati had made that has trapped Penance, Jamie Madrox, and all of that. So you end up working on that. There's not a ton of you know, Zombie and Kotati in this issue affecting our main characters. They're more trash-talking with each other, trying to figure out how they can get that gate open, but also then with this huge seed. And so when they're doing this, it does end up where Black Tom, it looks like he is succeeding, but it is just making the Kotati angrier. But that doesn't mean too much as they grab the... Jamie and they grab the Golden Girls and Penance, they get them out of there. But you do then have Old Magic is pissed and, and really mad at the Golden Girls, ends up sending two of them into a, a limbo pit using her demons. All that opens up a gateway to limbo. Angel ends up jumping in with them, but you still do end up getting a truce where I'll let you out of limbo. If you open up the gate, all right, let's do this. They do open it, and then Magic pretty much gets real a badass and says, all right, everybody, announces, listen, this is Magic. You know, it's your war captain. I'm speaking to all of you psychics, every available psychic. Get to the portal to Genosha and get your butts here because we need you, and we are going to kick some butt. And, yeah, you end up having... Black Tom, open up the portal. You have the cuckoos. You, you got Kid Omega. You got Mojo's there, which is crazy. I didn't know Mojo was hanging out on Krakoa. I didn't know that sinister. You have a bunch of characters that are going through to, you know, and walking like in the movies, you know, the badass walk down the hallway. This is just through the portal where they're going to go kick butt. So the second issue of what I believe is four here is pretty cool, pretty good. I like the art. The story has some fun to it. The sassy Golden Girls, everything. The only thing that really gets me, and it keeps happening in a lot of these books, where you want to center on the, you know, on the mutants, and also then the Golden Girls because of all this, and you kind of don't get the scope of things a lot of times. You don't get the full scope of this battle. And in the Empire book itself, just as a little deal we'll be talking about that on tuesday me and bren but i'm not getting the scope of the worldwide thing you're you're focusing so much on these separate characters and going through even in these tie-ins that i just i just need it to feel bigger i need it to feel you know whole deal going on all over this book obviously just on genosha but even then you're not really dealing a lot with the katati most of the katati here are just getting sampled by the Golden Girls, but still, I did have fun with it. I did enjoy the art, and at the end, it looks like you know there's going to be some fun with all these characters. As long as Maxima and Menon do not go through that, those children of the corn, watch out, children of the Kotati, they'll end up in. They're nonsense. I don't need them. They scare me. So you end up Kid Omega. I do like. So that's cool. And yeah, we're going to go from there. But I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. I said I like the art. I think the story's fun. It is my fun that I'm having in this whole Empire event, so I'll give it some props. But I'm going to move on to the next book, which is 
the giant size X-Men Phantom X number one. All right, and the giant size X-Men Phantom X number one is written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Rod Rice, letters by VCs Ariana Mayer in an issue called Charlie and the Baby Factory. Jonathan Hickman, he's getting funny, he is. Phantom X was created to be a super soldier against mutant kind and raised in the world. A laboratory whose inhabitants are unmoored from everything outside its walls, including time itself. I do not have any background on Phantom X. Uh, So I ended up doing some research, and I still ended up kind of feeling like I'm in the outside looking in on this giant size issue. I'm still going to talk about it. It's going to be very brief because of the way the issue flows. And a lot of these giant size X-Men ones have been like that. I haven't talked about all of them. Some are better than others, but for the most part, they seem a little separate telling their own little deal. And nobody has complained once that I didn't talk about some of them. So I just, but I figured we only ended up having two X-Men books this week. And one is a tie-in issue to to Empire that we just listened to. So I figured, yeah, we'll talk about this. Again, I, I don't have tons to say. I liked it enough as a quirky little issue that I realized things are going over my head. I am not a fan of Rod Rice at all. I do not like his art. This is a personal thing. I don't need anybody to yell at me. I just have never liked his art. It's a watercolor style at points, and sometimes it feels as if he decided to put the brushes down and go and eat a sandwich and not come back to finish. That is shade, but still, that is me personally. It does work out for an issue where you are in the world though because at points the world changes it's this made-up reality deal so it does work out but sometimes the characters don't look exactly complete and things like that and what you have jonathan hickman doing is getting a little fancy he's having a little fun here what you do end up at the end having in my mind two big things are you see the origin of ultimaton But you also continue the story of Storm being sick and the cure seems to be in the world. So that's why they end up getting Phantom X to take them into the world. But by that point, through everything you see as Phantom X goes into the world with the Howling Commandos, then he goes in with the Hellfire Club. And Sebastian Shaw's there. I'm shaking my fist at him, even though this isn't the time or place to do it. But still, he, he killed Kitty. I want to get him. Then you end up having a new team, the Humungonauts, that are cool. It's one of those things where you see a team, you're like, yeah, they're pretty cool. I like the Mohawk person. That's the actual name. But they die. <laughs> you know, Emotapool and Rustbot. And Red Eye and Mohawk, they die. So I'm like, oh, man, they were pretty cool. Uh, But you also get Cyclops and Wolverine. They go and Wolverine's going to go in because of Phantom X and the world being part of, you know, the Weapon X type deal. Let's go in. Let's see what's going on. I might be able to figure out what I'm all about. Nothing really goes great when you go into the world especially at points where Phantom X pretty much spells out that you're there for bait. You're there as a distraction. You're there to give him time to go and check out Ultimaton. 
And when you do end up finally seeing Ultimatum in his form, then you can go then with a Storm and Cypher, you know, and and Monet, where you can go in and it seems as if now Phantom X has kind of calmed down. He even turns his back to the world, which now almost feels like an abstract art painting instead of a 1950s you know, sci-fi attack movie is what it is a lot of the times in that. And you do end up seeing the world evolve with the time going and things like that and everything. And again, like I said, there, there's not a ton for me to go, you know, page for page and talk about. And it's one of those, I, I like the feeling of it. I like the idea of reading it. I like the progression. I like seeing the characters. Like I said, I like seeing Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. I like them there. And in there, you have Phantom X riding a pterodactyl. That's pretty cool, right? And then the Hellfire Club, I just like seeing them get, you know, messed up. So that's uh, uh, awesome, too. Humongonauts, I'd like to see more of, and unfortunately, out they go. But yeah, all of this going on, and all of this happening for Storm to go in and find out, and it seems... As if when we get to the cliffhanger, that will continue in the giant size X-Men Storm title that is yet to come out, supposed to come out in the middle of September. We'll have to wait for that. But overall, these giant size deal, they're, they're telling its own little story there. And it's not something that has really grabbed me. But each time I do read them, I enjoy them enough. It's just a lot of times they're hard to talk about. But overall... That's that. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I have to keep talking. Like I'm, I'm ripping somebody off here. I'm ripping you off on the free deal of our free feed of the podcast. I just feel like I should be talking more and and, and feeling like I'm I'm not doing my job. But overall, it's okay. I like it. I said I don't like Rod Rice's art. If you like Rod Rice's art, then your score is obviously going to be higher than mine for this. I think. I'm going 6.5. It's not anything that I fell in love with, but I didn't mind reading. So 6.5, not a fully negative score. I'm trying to be as positive as I can there. I am interested in seeing what happens with Storm. But because these things happen so drib and drab-like, I always forget. I'm like, oh, and then at the end, yeah, Storm is sick. I forgot all about that. Old Storm. Old sick. Sick as a dog she is. But yeah, we'll we'll go from there. And that's it. And as I said at the beginning of the podcast, if you want to help us out, go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. Check out all of the shows that we have, including a bunch of Marvel shows. And we did end up having those exclusive shows this past week and a half that you can only get on the Patreon. I really was hoping that more people were going to go check those out. To those who did, I really do appreciate that from the bottom of my heart but there's a lot of people that didn't and that kind of was discouraging to me especially after having a really really crappy week i could have used a little pick me up in a time where um, i'm trying to do a bunch of podcasts to put out there trying to do more each week than a lot of other podcasts do hoping that people would appreciate that hard work but it doesn't always end up that way and that's when i do get discouraged but yeah i we end up doing a bunch more stuff on the patreon that you can listen to and some people have told me that 
they think that putting three podcasts on the regular feed is too much, that people get enough. They don't need anything more. I hate to pull things off to try to force the issue, but I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I get discouraged, like I said, and I really just was hoping that more people would go over to the Patreon to help us out. If you want to now, now that I'm bitching and moaning, you could go over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science. I'm going to be doing a bunch of shows on the Marvel side of things this weekend that you can go and listen to all that sort of thing. But, you know, I- I'm still trying to figure out what I will end up doing. There'll always be the Tuesday show. Uh, but I'm getting a little discouraged to having three shows a week and spending all that time on that and just kind of, you know, for what. But again, I get discouraged and then that usually passes over and I would never, ever take anything away from the people who do go over to the Patreon and support us. So if anything does end up being canceled, it'll only be canceled on the regular feed and it will go over to the patreon but i don't want to do that either i i would love for people to support us for you know what we do and not have to take anything away but we'll see we'll see how it goes wink wink <laughs> i'm i'm looking at all of you now looking at you throwing shade but thanks for listening to this shorter episode because of only having two books and the nature of those but other than that I will talk to you all soon.